0: I'm praying that in the next 30 minutes or so, before we start praying, that God would grant me the ability to put into context to you what is happening. What is happening is not just for now. It is even for the future. What is happening can never be orchestrated by any human being. You know, I was here today, the whole day, and uh, people were here, from as early as what time? Three o'clock. Yeah. People started arriving for a six thirty service at three o'clock. I know I am not that convincing in getting people to do things. That there's no way I could make anybody come here at three o'clock. That people would fly all the way from Fountain Drive all the way from Pulukwani. That men, women of God would be here from other ministries who are here. That just all of us somehow, there's just something about this moment that resonates deep in our hearts. And I'm sure many of us will look back many years and see the things that have happened over time. Unfundi Simazwa Majola was saying to me, he actually phoned me. He just came back from holiday last week. <laughs> he phoned me says, Bishop, I'm hoping a prayer meeting here no I can't you. We were on holiday. You remember it was supposed to have been last week. Ah, We postponed it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you can't do that. We have a pastors here from Dubai. They've come as well from London. You cannot do this. We have young people here. Children here. Come on now. huh? Hmm? We've got male, female. We've got Baruti elders. We've got doctors, engineers, lawyers you name it, we are all here. And all of us, our hearts are pumping. Tonight, I'm really praying, I'm telling you the truth, that God would grant me the ability to describe to you what is happening. That is not just for now, it's for many years to come. Before we came here, Bishop Freddie Edwards just talk to me briefly about the statement I made yesterday. And I was telling him that it's been three months now that I have been saying this because of a, a, an insight and a revelation I believe God's given me to understand, thank you, what's going on. You see, Bazalan, in history, there are times when God orchestrates something that is very special. And... And when that special thing happens, it seems so easy because the people who are in it kind of assume that that's the way things are all the time. I want to say that a million times until your heart grabs it. Because if you don't grab it with your heart, you will not know how to leverage what God is doing now and you will not understand the importance of it. There are times in history when God sovereignly starts something. I was talking with Pastor Ray about this actually two weeks ago. And I said, He says revival. He said, No, it can't just be a revival, it's a visitation. Because, see, there's a difference between a revival and a visitation, and I'll use them interchangeably. A visitation is among people who already know God, it's a visitation. <laughs> A revival, even if it's also a revival, but a revival is also among people who are far from God. I think you can use the word interchangeably. We don't have to argue about that. So I'll use both words interchangeably. And when I look at him and many of the leaders around the world and many people who are leading in our country right now, and even as far as people like Bishop Noaka, whom you know, Bishop Dark Hewatt Mills, whom you know. Many people, even when we're in Australia now, in Malaysia, many people, there's one minister I'm going to preach in his church in Singapore. All of them, all of us. There's a, a window where we were touched by God, all of us around the world. You look from the 70s somehow to the late 80s, there was just a huge window. And it's like all of us somehow... When God touched us, we were teenagers or young adults. All of us. All of us. Now, to show you it's God, it's hitting the whole world at the same time. Hitting the whole world. And many of us are leaders in churches. And and those who are in ministries, they have amazing ministries. They're not just ordinary amazing ministries not too long ago when i was at the memorial service of the late doctor Franz kekana you know we were there and there were many people who came there that we knew each other most of us from youth labs youth alive Teen outreach some were from scm and there we are <laughs> we were all sitting talking to each other reflecting And when we were in SCMs, when we were going to Youth Alive or Youth with a Mission or Scripture Union or Teen Outreach, all of us, we were just going. We were not realizing what God was doing. And I remember young people were getting saved by their hundreds. And we, we, you know, because it was so easy, we thought it's easy. It's up until that period passes. I referred to it yesterday in the beginning of the 80s when we had conferences in our country where people, in fact, not long ago, is because I was listening to show you how old it is, a cassette tape. (laughs) Just a few weeks ago, I I was actually listening to it of a sermon that was preached by one of our leaders in the 80s. And I almost cried when they were mentioning the countries that were in attendance at the conference. People came from New Zealand, Switzerland, People came from all over the world. Ukraine. We had people coming from Lesotho, Zimbabwe, Zambia. You name it, people were there. They flocked. People came to see this phenomenon. People came in droves. And it was easy to have a sell-out conference. Standing room only. And we didn't see it at that time. It was a special rigor time. Are you hearing what I'm trying to say tonight? And the challenge therefore is when you don't realize it's a visitation, you don't know how to leverage it. And this that you are seeing is a visitation. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you, I'm telling you, I said to Bishop Freddie Edwards, allow me to be all over the place tonight. Am I all right to be all over the place? Is it okay? Because I want to just say what's in my heart. I was to Bishop Freddie Edwards, you see, I don't know if you people are aware that this so-called dark continent, prophetically God has spoken about the rise of this continent in the last days. No, not because of the color of her skin. When the, children, when, when the disciples asked Jesus in the book of Acts, when he said, go to Jerusalem, wait for, the, wait for the outpouring of the Spirit, he said, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus, Jesus makes an amazing statement. He says, it's, 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 only, it's not given to you to know the times and the seasons that God has placed in his power. On God's agenda... God visits nations and peoples. In the time of Jesus, he came to his own. John 1, 12. It was the Yarega moment. But because they didn't see, his own received him not. So when a visitation comes... And the people who have been visited don't see God goes somewhere else. I pray God doesn't do that to us. I said, I pray God doesn't do that to us. So a visitation happens. So, in the scheme of God... Read newspapers. Read about what's going on in churches. There's just something on the African continent that is happening. It's not yet obvious to the casual observer. It's not yet obvious to somebody who is not spiritual. See, with all the turmoil and the problems of Africa, there is something that's brewing underneath. Yeah. Did you know something? All continents of the world, it's a proven fact now, they'll tell you the statistics that in most continents of the world, the people in on those continents are aging. Africa is the only continent that is having more young people. Africa is the only continent that is becoming younger. I see it when I travel all the time on airlines. If you look at African airlines, you see younger people serving us. You look at the airlines of other countries, there's older people there. You'll see it next time when you travel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, we need to leverage that. What does that mean? This means this was When there's a lot of youth coming, there's a chance for a better renewal. We must start planting different seeds in them now. so that when they get to be in leadership like us, they are a different kind of species than we were. And therefore, if we can have lots of young people, good seed planted, it means you young people can turn around the history of this continent. Because prophetically in the Bible, there's a time that God said it's going to be Africa's time. Yeah. I said, God said that it's going to be Africa's time. Yeah. My bishop will tell you, my bishop will tell you, we've been traveling in many countries of the world. Everybody wants an African preacher there. In Malaysia, they told us straight, but no, we need, we, one church we go to, they said we must have African preachers coming here. So I wanted to know how, why. Look at your neighbor say, I don't know how many of you know that the largest churches are on the African continent. I was talking with one of the leaders, they were telling us about Bishop uh, uh, Adik Buye. He meets with the people of Baha'i every once a month for a prayer meeting and a leadership thing. Once a month, 2.5 million people meet at one time. Yeah. That's almost the whole population of Singapore. Don't allow the problems of Africa to make you not see what God is doing. Can I hear an amen, Basalam? Are you hearing what I'm saying here? You cannot get this amount of people come for a prayer meeting anywhere on any other continent Marani, in Maranin, Africa. Yeah. I'm still going to go this way. I'm going to Nigeria. I'm going to Adibuye. Yeah? I'm going to uh, uh, Bishop Kamarata uh, uh, Now I forget his name. <laughs> eh? David Oyedepo and, and those, because they've got large ministers, amazing, just amazing, I mean, amazing. They just do stuff on a mega level. I think uh, Bishop Oyedepo, he has a church, they've built a church that sees 50,000 people, <laughs> yeah! they built a church bigger than Orlando Stadium, yeah! I was told in that church when, when, when you do the altar call, they've got golf carts or buses. Is it pa- ne- golf carts, eh? Yes, they've got golf carts to transport you to the altar call. Come on, somebody shout! Basil and I'm trying to stir your hearts up to tell you that something that's bubbling It's a regular moment! See, when people don't have the eye to see, it's a problem. That's why I go more to Africa, our continent, for conferences, me. I preach more there than anywhere. I mean, there's a conference coming next week here. Bishop Doug is going to be here. You must all be here for the conference. Church growth conference, mega conference. I tell you, you come and sit under the. Only in Africa do we sit in a service for 13 hours, 14 hours, non-stop. Nobody angry, nobody living with a bad attitude. Instead, the anointing keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Can I hear that? Amen. Only, only, only. Yeah. Many countries of the world, people are not as exuberant. They don't, you know, when people come here, they love preaching here. They say, oh, your church is lively. Some places you preach, they look at you like. "Hmm." There's an openness, there's a hunger. But it's really something orchestrated by God. Let's go back to our scripture. You remember our scripture? Let's talk about it a little bit more. I want to go over it. And add a little bit more. And I want to pray. Oh God help me to say. What is your will tonight? Don't only listen with these ears. Listen with these ears as well. Listen with the ears of your heart. Yeah. Something special is happening. And now for a little. Space. Grace has been showed from the Lord our God that Ezra 9 verse 8 and 9 to leave us a remnant to escape and to give us a nail or a peg in his holy place that our God may lighten our eyes and give us a little reviving in our bondage. Verse 9, for we were bondsmen yet our God has not forsaken us in our bondage but has extended mercy unto us in the sight of the kings of Persia to give us a reviving, to set up the house of our God, to
1: repair the
0: desolations thereof. Oh, Jesus. And to give us a wall in Judah and in Jerusalem. Let me read that to you in the Message Bible. Now, for a brief time, God, our God, has allowed us this battered band to get a firm foothold in his holy place so that our God may brighten our eyes and lighten our burdens as we serve out this hard sentence. We were slaves, yet even as slaves, our God didn't abandon us. He has put us in the good graces of the kings of Persia and given us the heart to build the temple. Jesus. Given us the heart to build the temple of our God, to restore its ruins, to construct a defensive wall in Judah and Jerusalem. Now, let's talk about this and go back on what we said yesterday. I want to add a little bit more. That verse says, and now for a little space. Somebody say a little space. Little space. We said that word little space is the word R-E-G-A, regal. All right, that word "rega" literally means a wink. You know, like when you a wink of the eyes. That's you know that's how quickly God gives that opportunity. It's 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 that quick. Wink of the eyes. So what it means is it's, it's a very short space of time. It's a it's an instant or it's a moment or. It's a space or a suddenly. So, regga is a time of opportunity with an entrance and an exit. Meaning, when the door opens, you, you, you mustn't walk. You mustn't even think about it. And you are aware who opened it. You must just jump. Because it's not going to be open forever. Now, now, this is what I was saying. When you don't live with an understanding and a revelation of this. You will meet open doors. Where you'll either be slow to enter. Or you will ignore it, or you'll want to enter when it closes. And here's a problem: these doors only God opens. You remember our theme verse for last year, huh? When, when Paul says, "For a door of utterance has been one opened unto me." So these open doors, please. Know this and be aware of this. They are a sovereign act and a sovereign move of God. By sovereign, I mean it's God who decides which door, what time, and how long. So, Jesus says, all of these things are, it's not up to us to determine. It's up to God to determine. But when God determines, you've got to be able to respond accordingly. And when you respond accordingly, you will benefit the blessings that go hand in hand with the open door. And I'm telling you, when I look at a ministry, I've told you again and again, there has been so many opportunities, maybe not too many, but there have been several opportunities where we had an opportunity, we were slow, when we came back, it was gone.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm always telling you about that place early, uh, next to Center, Baragwanath. Empowerment Center. Every time I pass that place, I remember this message. Every day, I have the sermon again. That place was on sale for three million rands. But you see, end the time, remember, three million was a lot of money. It still is a lot of money, but then it was more, 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 a lot of more money, money, money. At the time I was a young pastor, I remember I went there with Pastor Kenneth, way back in 1984, I remember, when we went and Patco, was relocating their depot from here to uh, New Canada. So they were selling that place. That place stood there empty for years. Nobody wanted to buy. Nobody was interested. As I drive around to I realize places and sites that were like abandoned places. If you bought a site there, people would say, why are you going so far? I never to learn." When we bought our site, at least we got one right, when we bought our site in, in Protea Glen, that whole place there, there was no intention for them to build a mall in Protea. When we bought that place, the houses, there was nothing there, in Kanga, But Kanga sale was a regular moment. Uh, you know really
2: what I'm saying.
0: Mama Lang, when we bought at the time, it was cheap. Because in the regular moment, it's easier, it's, it's simpler. Then when development went there and they started building houses there, when the mall came, then the business people, there approached us and they wanted to give me a lot of money. And I said, never. They said, it's a prime spot. I said, I know. But you see, at the time when we bought it, there was no physical evidence oh Jesus that's why we were talking about it yesterday God needs to enlighten our eyes and give us revelation to see what other people don't see and to act accordingly yes so that place now, Empowerment Center, if we were to buy it, I'm almost sure they will want 80 million or 100 million for it. When it was on sale for 3 million.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, see, I didn't know what I know today. I'm dangerous. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. Because once beaten, twice shy. Yeah? <laughs> Now I'm asking God all the time. God, let's go back to the example I gave before. Here are the two prayer warriors, Simeon. Remember? And what's the other lady's name? Martha. Anna. In Luke chapter 2, my favorite verse. They come to the temple... The Bible says they had been waiting. And that term waiting has to do with prayer. (laughs) They've been waiting for the consolation of Israel. God had spoken that there's going to come a period when the Messiah would come. But as they stayed waiting in prayer, it's in prayer where God opens your eyes. And it was revealed to them by the Spirit that the Lord would be born. And the Bible says they came to the temple by the Holy Spirit. You can imagine, oh and the Holy Spirit says, go to church today. Like he told you to come to church today. He says, go to church. Go to church. Yeah, no, 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 Cancel that appointment. Go to church today. Why God? He says, yeah, what you have been praying for and waiting for. This is the reggae moment now. Here they come to church and they are having a church service and everybody is there. And parents are coming with their children to be dedicated to the Lord. And here they come with this child. When they come with this particular child, at that moment the Holy Spirit says, Ula mona Ole," That's the Messiah, that one all the other people when they are looking they are seeing just a normal regular baby but people whose eyes have been opened by God they see the moment that God has been talking about may God grant you that grace that you will see the moment Yeah, it can only be orchestrated by God they see the child and, and, and uh, Sibion goes Picks up the child, begins to prophesy and, uh, and Anna comes later on. They didn't talk to each other, but both of them came to the same place at the same time. <laughs> and Anna does the same. When other people saw an ordinary child, they saw the promise of God. You can sit in church and have things happen in your church and never realize the importance of what is happening because your eyes are blinded to what is going on. See, when you know what is important, there are certain things that you cancel to go to certain things because even if things are all there, they are not the same value, they don't weigh the same. Your life changes all together because on the scale of God's agenda there are major things little space it's an open door you go in when it opens you do what you should do you change your diary you reprioritize yeah you say no to other things but yes to that agenda because you see, basalana, these types of regular moments, it doesn't just affect you for that time. It affects you for the generations to come. You and your children and your children's children will always look back to that day and say, if it was not for that day. Yeah. When God touched us in the 70s and 80s, we didn't know many of us would be pastors. Yes, Bishop, here. Yeah. men of God. Many of you. There's several people, leaders in churches. God touched us at that time. We didn't know. We were just young people. Like other young people. Yeah. But we intentionally went to these church services when other young people were laughing at us. Like some of them are laughing at you, young people. Yeah. They say you're wasting your time being here. You're wasting your time going to church service. Ulo Okay they don't understand that what you are doing has to do with an eternity agenda they don't know 20 years from now you will be the one who will be leading them you will be the one who will be walking in a greater anointing come on young people if you believe that give the Lord a shout in this Oh! God gives everybody an opportunity but not everybody sees it and not everybody seizes it. So that way it's a time of opportunity. This is similar to what Jesus said in John 9 verse 4. Listen to what he says. Jesus understands it. He says, I must work the works of God, of him who has sent me whilst it is Day. That's John 9.4. I must work the works of him who has sent me whilst it is still there? In other words, what is a regular moment? There are things that you can do. Why is that the night comes? See, when the door closes, <laughs> you can try to call a prayer meeting and instead of thousands coming, only 200 come. You can try to do certain things and the response is no longer the same. This is what's happening in Europe right now. The very countries that used to send missionaries to Africa. Churches are being sold. There's taverns. Hotels. I mean, when we were in Scotland, my heart was so sad. I was so glad to to see all the historical places of these great people that God used. And we were raving, my wife and I, we were so happy. And the Scottish people were passing by looking at us like, what's wrong with these Africans? (laughs) That which is a treasure to you is not a treasure to them anymore. That which is life given to you, to them is just history. God have mercy on us. I must work the works of God. Whilst it's day. Whilst it's day, listen to God's voice. Whilst it's day, attend the prayer meeting. Whilst it's day, do what God is telling you to do. Whilst it's day, serve God with your life. Once it is day, make the right decisions in your life. Because the time comes when even if you make the right decision, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It's past. Can't, can't change it. Jesus is inferring that there are regular moments that are sovereignly orchestrated by God. And when that moment comes, do what needs to be done which is consistent with the God moment. Bishop Freddy was just telling me, he went to Kenya not too long ago for a church dedication of a lady who was impacted by the minister of Reinhard Bonke. And, uh, you know, many of those people who were preaching those years, they are, they are, the, they are, they are the elderly now. You know, they, they, they don't have the strength that they had. Yeah? And when you meet some of them, I mean, Billy Graham, he's 90 years plus now. You know, and uh, I think he's got Alzheimer's disease or something. He's very afraid. You know, I was thinking about Desmond Tutu the other day. I mean, we, we, we hardly hear a lot said about him now. But thank God they were wise that whilst it was day... They did what they should do. Some of you, you are postponing getting in line with God's will for your life. Because you think you are going to be young forever. Once it is day, do what you must do. Do it with all your heart. Because a time comes when, even if you want to, And your body doesn't want to. What are you gonna do? I'm looking at Reinhard Bonke now. Had he not traveled the entire African continent when he was still young and strong, when his voice was still you know, when you get older, your voice becomes weaker. He was telling me about Babum Chwin and Tatia He used to lead the songs for Reinhard Bonke. He's elderly now, he has resigned, he's given the church over. These are people that we grew up watching. Today, it's us who are doing the Shomayeling now. But you see, we made those decisions when we were young. When the door was open for us to be influenced by the anointing, we placed ourselves in the right environment. Instead of running around with things that were time-wasting, we placed ourselves in the right environment so that we can receive remnants and a deposit of what God is doing. We were there in prayer meetings. We were there in Bible studies. We went to church. We read the Bible. We gave our lives to serve God. Young people, please don't postpone being radical about God. Be radical about God now. Don't worry if they criticize you. Give God the prime of your life. Can I hear an amen Here we are. Pastor Muruti Dombo has passed. But I thank God that at the prime of his life he served God yeah imagine if he had said no 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 I'll only start serving God when I'm a certain age some of you that's what you're doing the door is open where you should be entering in and doing it with your all and giving your all but you are busy postponing you think you have unlimited time And you don't realize that sometimes, even when you are ready, when the time is already not ready, you are out of timing. So when you try to do it, then it doesn't work. You can go through the motions, but the effect is not the same. You can go through the ritual, because you see, it's not about the ritual. It's not about the methods, it's about the moment that God created, that God is in it. And when God is in it, you better get in there and do what God says you should do. I see your amens are getting more weaker, but I'm going to keep on saying. And then it says, God has given us a little space. It says, and now for a little space... Grace has been shown to us from the Lord our God. This is what it means. It means God breaks upon a generation in a moment of time and shows grace by giving them a visitation or a revival. When God breaks upon a generation, you know, sometimes I feel jealous. I feel jealous. You know, Bakulu Mangaye, the way God used him, the way he used to do things. Menangke mone inesarasa oded. But at least I saw a bit of him. Mabakulu Mangoba bu Mama Lamba zalan. When you are alive at a time of visitation, you are a blessed person. Abanyamantu baso fundi ngwati. They will be reading the books. Mara, when you were there to witness it, but it said that even when you were there, physically, you never saw what you were in. It said, you know, sometimes I see it when I've been to several churches where their senior pastors passed on, and you know, sometimes people don't appreciate their pastors when they are still alive. I need more emails there. Yeah. Take them for granted. Say things about them. And I remember the one, the one place I was at, the, the program director kept on saying, this was my pastor. And I realized as they was, he was saying it, he was actually thinking. Because I knew that he hadn't been kind to the pastor. But the more he said it is, the more he realized what what they have lost. I tell you. <laughs> you know, some people who think you can just replace your, your, your senior pastor, and you're playing. Some of you who think you can just get into his space because you are better. <laughs> you don't know. Some of you just say stuff about your pastors and just dismiss, even if they're doing all. You, you, you don't you don't know. You don't know. You know, it's almost like when you take your parents for granted the day they pass on. There's a darkness that comes into that home. And it's, it's very tragic when you only realize the worth of a person when they're no longer there. You wish you could have had certain discussions. You wish you could have carried yourself You wish you could have appreciated them more. So what happens when people miss it like a regular moment. Yeah. So some of you here, you are, you are in this move of God. You are here, you are listening to the word, you will be receiving the anointing, but instead of changing and living right, you are playing around. Playing around. Instead of allowing this presence of God and this power of God to influence your life and allow the anointing to enter into your life, Runa, some of us, was, we grew up in a time years ago, even if we were serving God, where we didn't know about the anointing. Nobody told us. We went to church services that were dry. Everything was right, Mara. There was no move or nothing. We were
1: not even taught
0: what we are been taught right now. It was bad. Almost like some of you, you're growing up in homes where your parents are trying their best for you. But you are complaining. Moody, complaining, unappreciative, criticizing, always looking at some other parents better than yours, it has been better than yours. You, you, don't, you don't know. There comes a day where, oh, papa, Ma, and it's, it's said, well, papa, Ma, and the door is closed. Yeah. You can't have certain conversations anymore, you can't have certain privileges anymore. You can't even say thank you. It's late. And the sad thing with the move of God is the ones that God comes to, sometimes they're the last to realize. Mm-hmm. Like I said tonight, I wish you can hear it with your heart tonight. That's why I'm slowing it down. I want it to get into your hearts. I want you to grapple with this as you pray at home, or to think about it, to, for you to see where you are at. Look what it says. I'm going to close in a one. Ezra says the people prayed for grace to be shown from God because when God breaks upon a generation in this moment of time he is showing grace. Now the word grace in the Old Testament and the New Testament is a rich word. It has numerous meanings. It contains the following ideas. Number one, unmerited favor. God sovereignly decides to show unmerited favor. In other words, we don't deserve it. Huh? but God decides just to favor us. Thank God for favoring us. Yeah. And it's difficult when when favor is shown because, you know, things happen in your life that you, you, you also don't know. So the other person who's watching you tries to do what you're doing and it doesn't work as best as it works for you. And then they dislike you because it's working for you and it's not working Even if they don't like you, even if they don't like you, even if they don't like you, somebody say favor. When God starts raining on you, my, my friend, take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. I don't take advantage of, I don't rather take for granted what I'm seeing. I'm telling you, I've got more intelligence than that. There's no human being who can orchestrate what we're seeing. Except God. Yeah. And that's why, because the door is open... We're going to make sure we plant the right seeds in this time. Because that's what sustains the move of God over a long period. To plant the right seeds that will germinate and be self perpetuating Maybe I wish I can talk about that, but I won't. That word grace means supreme graciousness and condescension of a superior.
2: Oh my. supreme
0: graciousness and condescension of a superior what what i don't take it for granted that you are such a nice congregation either <laughs> Some places they would have never loved. They would have just looked at me. (laughs) Supreme graciousness and condescension of a superior. Grace is that which is undeserved and, watch this now, not secured by our own works. Wow. Therefore, to the church, a visitation or a revival means... Humility. We must receive a visitation with humility. Humble ourselves. Confess our wrong and our sins. We as the leadership and the sheep alike. We heard it on Sunday during the prayer meeting. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall do what? humble themselves. We need to humble ourselves before God. Now note what grace also means. This is interesting. Grace also means to create an intense desire towards something. Wow. In that context. In that context. Let me have my scripture there again please. From Ezra. Grace means then to create an intense desire towards something. It means, watch this now, to bend or to stoop or to stir expectation. So it says, and now for a little place, grace has been shown, not where this grace comes from, from the Lord our God. It is the Lord our God, watch this by It is God who desires to bend and stoop down and visit our hearts. And he's visiting our hearts because our hearts are filled with expectation. And in visiting us, he wants to bring unmerited favor and supreme graciousness into our lives. God also wants to create an intense desire in our hearts. You see, it is God who has created the intense desire for us to pray. An intense desire for us to worship. An intense desire for us to have communion. It is God who made us come here at 3 o'clock this afternoon. It is God who made us to run to the service. Actually, yesterday I was talking to some people and they were saying, no, I said, they they said, no, we want to come tomorrow. I said, come at six, but ah, ah, we're going to be here at five. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder if they realize what they've just said. It is God who's working in them. But then I know places and churches where people used to run there or queue to enter into a service years ago. And it's no longer happening. And in some places, it's a sad thing that even the numbers have gone down so much. So when people were running in queue, we thought, you know, I'm not saying that's what they did, but it's easy to just think, Ah, This is what happens. Until you can't even fill ten rows in the church. Then you realize, what's that time? It was an open door. And this is why, when there's a hunger in people's hearts, we pastors, let's not play with people. Yeah. We must... See, that there's a hunger in our nation right now. But there's irresponsible leaders who are feeding people grass, spraying them with doom, giving them petrol, running cars over them. Playing around with the desire people have for God. Instead of us giving them God's word, planting the seeds of God's word, we are giving them our own stuff abusing the desperation of people and the hunger of people and God will hold us to account for that when we see people run to our churches let's not look at ourselves and say look how great I am let's lift up our hands and say how great you are oh God and let's get before his presence and say, God, what a responsibility you've given me. What do you want me to say to your people? Because you, God, you are stirring something. You're molding something. When I was with Pastor Ray a few weeks ago, I was telling you, I said, Pastor Ray, there are hundreds of us who came to Ramah. Thank God, Ramah is still full. He's still doing great, amazing things. And in the 80s, there's hundreds of people who went there. To Bible school, went to conferences. Everywhere around this continent when you go, you find people who were touched by that. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's in those days when we didn't know how to become, you know, more organized. Everybody was independent. But there's many people. You go everywhere. Many people, they were ten Some, it was through DVD, videos. There were no DVDs those days. Videos, cassettes, books, conferences. Sometimes just one service people went to. One. Hundreds. I meet them all over. We were in one with my bishop out in, in, in England. I preached in one of the churches there. And all these people and everywhere they go they've got large churches. But Zalanda, I'm not in any way overlooking this moment. No. There are major things that the Spirit of God is planting in the hearts of people. God is is filling your spirit and making you pregnant with destiny. It becomes the defining moment or the turning around of your life. Why? Because grace has been shown to us by God. A God who stoops down to us and favors us and causes our hearts to long for him and to desire him and to be attracted to him. I'm about to finish now. This intense desire that's in our hearts is not worked up by the people themselves. But it is a desire that is divinely sent. It is actually the work of the grace of God in the hearts of the people. Why? He wants to prepare us to enter into what God wants to do in our day. I'm going to show you in a short while and we will continue in the following days. So God not only prepares his people, but leads his people. Watch this, person Through chosen leader. Who will speak the word of God that will stir the hearts and motivate the hearts of the people to run hard after the Lord. I don't take it for granted. When you say amen when we preach, when the word is alive, when I see people on tweets, tweeting about the service, I don't take it for granted. On New Year's Day, on Christmas Day when I was talking to people, there's so many people I spoke to who were new in the church. One man, I'll never forget him. I was telling my bishop about him, and I won't mention your name, sir. Skawar. But I was very intrigued by this man because even the way he talks and walks, I Yeah, He came and stood bishop? You <laughs> to six years. Yeah. Oh, come on, somebody give the Lord a shout in this house. Ah. when I heard that my heart was filled to overflowing because God is the one who sovereignly touched the hearts of the people and we will not take that for granted that when the word of God is spoken God puts his anointing on it and God stirs the hearts of the people somebody say visitation Jesus the, the, one, the one man came with his wife and said, warm, the two of us, we've decided to <laughs> oh. get And I'm looking and I'm thinking, wow. and the, the one person said, you know, I've been visiting here now for the last three years, I've decided to be a member. <laughs> you still call yourself a visitor after three years, visiting regularly. How? Look at your neighbor and say, I think he's talking about you.
2: <laughs> hey.
0: Somebody say visitation is the grace of God when God sovereignly sends His Spirit to visit the hungry hearts. See, God is truly the initiator and the governor of all visitations and revivals, and this measure of revival. That verse tells us it comes to us in what we want to call mercy drops. Tiny trickles of grace that flow down from above. Each little space, each little drop of visitation and revival. Each mercy drop is a divine measure of visitation. That God is moving upon us, not just us, but moving upon our generation. And then in closing, Zachariah says, When God visits us, he talks about five purposes. I'll give them to you now. We'll talk about them from tomorrow. Number one, we touch them briefly, Mawana, but record yet some more. Number one, when God visits, the first thing He wants to do is to leave us a remnant. All of that is in Ezra 9, verse 8 and 9. Number two, to give us a peg in the holy place. I'm going to talk about that. Number three, that our God may enlighten our eyes. I just gave you a teaser yesterday. We're going to talk more about it. But then it says, I love this one, to repair the house of our God. To restore and then to revive us. I want to show you the nature of revival that all moves of god all visitations of god do these five things what is this masala the visitation of god doesn't just end in a church building the visitation of god flows out into the streets into the homes into the community into the nation but it starts somewhere Number two, the visitation of God is not just something that just happens just for a week. It is something that gets into our system and our DNA and works itself inside of us and changes our direction and our destinies and changes even generations that are to come. So what we're experiencing now is not going to only end here in 2017. It's going to be there in 2018, 2019, 2020. Can I hear an amen? It will be there in 2050, in 2070 and your children and your children's children will look back and say I once had a grandmother, I once had an uncle, I once had a father I once had a pastor who went to that prayer meeting if it wasn't because of them I wouldn't be standing here right now. I say may God grant you that blessing that generations that come will thank God for your life they will see that when God touched you you received the blessing of Abraham God says to Abraham in you all nations of the earth shall be blessed through you your family is blessed your home is blessed the business is blessed the school is blessed your neighborhood is blessed through you South Africa is blessed Through you, we change the corruption in this nation and bring about something that's different. We raise the standard in this nation. Can I hear an amen in the house? That through you, through you being saved, God enters that home. God enters that family. And God takes the drug addicts and makes them dry. He takes those who are drunk and makes them sober. God takes those who are far from him and brings them near to him. Can I hear an amen? Amen. But I'm so excited that even as I'm preaching, I see you saying amen, but even a bigger blessing, I see the little children jumping up and down right there. Oh, Jesus! And all these children who are jumping, you may think that they are playing. But there's something great that God is implanting on the inside of them. There's something powerful that no enemy will erase. No power of darkness will remove. I say there's a visitation of God. And that is why his anointing fills this house the way it fills this house. Because of that visitation. And you know what I've learned in times of visitation? Even as we stand and lift up our hands and pray in the Holy Ghost, there's the presence of God that comes and fills us up. You are in a place. And the presence is all around you. And somehow as you get saturated in that presence, filled in that presence, there's just something some divine operation that God as a divine surgeon comes and cuts things off your life that are not needed and brings things into your life that you need and and even if you don't know when it left, it left even if you don't know how you changed you changed but somehow you become a different person you start talking differently, thinking differently, as you pray you can feel there's a presence of God that's on your life that you didn't have before You see something happening in your life It's a divine visitation of God It's a regular moment of God Oh, fill us again with the Holy Spirit Pray in the Holy Ghost, everybody Fill us again, fill us again, fill us again Pray in the Holy Spirit Thank you, Lord, for the visitation Pray for that visitation Pray for that visitation Pray for that visitation Thank you, Jesus Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. There's a presence of the Lord all over the place. Pray, 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 pray. Aba sita na bahia boss. Thank you. Shala haya boss akor betefre helabot. Mamba karabari ondo roseka. Raja la bahia boss akor betefre Pray for that visitation. Pray for that visitation. Even if you just pray in the Holy Spirit. Raise your hands and sing with us everybody.
2: You are awesome in this place. Mighty God. You are
1: awesome in this place, you are worthy of our praise to the world's be raised. You are awesome in this place, mighty
0: God. I want to lead us to some prayers that are corporate prayers. Pray for the children there. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord. See the children come to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Thank you Lord for this time. You said in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream, dreams. And upon my maidens and upon my handmaidens I will pour out of my spirit in those days. Oh, Jesus, pray with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your divine visitation. I long for it. I ask you that you will open my eyes To have discernment, to see what you're doing. It is my desire that I will respond appropriately to the move of God. Thank you for this season of visitation, of awakening. Thank you for what you're doing. In our lives. We honor you and bless you. Hold your neighbor's hand and begin to pray for them right now, please. That God will open their eyes. That God will grant them grace. Pray for them. Pray for them. You may know somebody is a child of God and I'm not saying this in a judgmental way but you can see this person they're really not connecting with what God wants to do in their lives. They're a Christian but for some reason they've grown cold towards the things of God. They don't have interest anymore. They're not bothering themselves anymore but you really have a heart of compassion to pray for them today. Not in a judgmental way, but to bring them before the Lord. Now watch, Pastor When we pray in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in us knows the exact needs of those people. So that's what I'm going to ask you to do. To bring them before the Lord and say, Lord, I pray for so and so. You'll mention them. And I don't know why they... They are not really so enthusiastic about the things of God. It could have been Christ. It could have been whatever. But right now as I yield myself to the Holy Spirit. I ask you to give me utterance in the Holy Spirit. To pray for them. And begin to pray for them in other tongues. Can you do that tonight? Can you do that tonight? Go ahead and just do it right now. Lord I pray for whoever it is. And as I yield myself to the Holy Spirit. I begin to pray for them in other tongues. We're going to pray for them in other tongues. Some of them have had crisis and they've walked away from God. It might even be your partner, your husband, your wife. It might even be your parent. It might even be your children. It might be your friend. It may even be your pastor, your congregation. It could be your neighbor. Oh, I lived them before you, Father. We see them in mahanam number of the people. Yes, men and men sit there. Brother, Baba. Brother, the Mahayana for preparing manokor, Zilimini yana mare a propre fenn manangol en me rappelle man docota screve le verbo cor man evé. Shalama haya la refenn monocolo bariada rabarrobe le becchetre bostu. Rabala bariando bariando monabaraba Jamandob Bariando Rebecca beckona mariandore sacora bababa Rafarmandrafenno rebecca te brastata là ba Rabala mariandore beckotto brosto solo mariandore rabassata bo Rafarmandrafenmondrafenna rafanno rabacara moromoro si te nabbo Shennabo rafrafenno rabacura paramadia Rando rebeko brafala brapa para mandombe sende rebaka mamba rialo braba ria ndo rebel ebeko taba pamandomba mama lindele lelelelele bala baliya bala baale ele ele mena brefe elebe mamba orbe grebe debre fe Vecorbe mandor fe korbe mamba orose kordekle tos kordekle bara ba mama haya rebete brose i rafrafraf a Rabalabariondo, la barriondo, rebecotto, resta carabarra, rebele barriondo, rebe se frefendo, ramdo mondoro, se pervoro, rabbalabariondo, resta se Mamahaya vera, bendele, vrefen mode, ramonombra, famondo, remendo, remengo, brappar bar, dele Day dele Day dele Day dele Day dele de, ramonombra, randondo, remendo, repacappa, Brapa Rando Randola Deca, Parabolo, Brapandoro, Sala Bariando, Rebele Bariono, Rebecca
2: Satanabariando Rosacabo. We bless your name, O oh Lord. We bless your name, O oh Lord. We bless your name, O oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. We bless your name. We bless your name raise your hands to the Lord we worship you Jesus oh
1: Jesus
2: Jesus raise your hands to the Lord Spirit of the living God for la of the Living God. Sing it again. Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh all oh, Give tonight. Mend me. Mold me. feel
1: Fill me. Fill me use, use me. imep.
2: we humble ourselves to you Lord whatever it is in our lives that we've been pursuing and doing goes against your will and your purpose forgive us wash us from all our wrongs and all our sins
0: things that we have done and said
2: that have grieved your heart forgive us God we're asking you tonight Jesus ask him bend me Jesus bend me mold me fill me Jesus
1: Use me, Jesus
2: Tell him as the deer panted for the waters, as the
1: deer panted for the water, so my soul longed after.
2: your hands and tell him tonight, you
1: are Lord, I'm my strength.
2: those hands to the Lord. I lift my hands to the coming King to the great I am to you I sing you're the one in the cross with us and I will say Voice and begin to pray in the spirit. Right where you are praying, this. Thy then sings my soul, my Savior, God, to Thee.
1: say you.